0: Welcome back everyone, are we ready? We've got another panel coming up. Are we good, we're good? First of all, I'd like to shout out the fan in the Polish scarf right now because Poland won today and Lewandowski scored a hat trick, so I needed to say that, big time. (laughs) Um, For any fans in the back, there's an open table right here if you wanna come and sit, feel free to do so. And up next we have Joshua Cloak again with Mr. Paul Byrne. So, they're up. Again, so just holler at me.
1: Paul, how are you now?
2: I'm great. Uh, Thanks for having me, uh, Kevin, to this crazy event.
1: Um, So, for those
2: of you who don't know,
1: I I can't imagine that many of you don't. uh, Paul uh, was the first employee hired by the CPL, what will soon be the CPL, the Canadian Premier League. Um, yeah. I, I don't think it would be a big stretch to say that the CPL uh, was you know, very much conceived with uh, fans of Canadian soccer and, and fans who are interested in growing the game here in mind. Um, so we're going to leave most of this up to you guys, but just a few kind of general ones uh, for Paul and I to start. Um, with regards to the CPL, uh, where are we at? What's the latest? Um, I know you just got, he literally just got back on a flight, or got, got back from England today, arrived just a few hours ago, he's our very own Javinko, he's going to come in, he's going <laughs> to score a darling of a goal, But, but... Right now, uh,
2: what can you tell us about where the CPL is at? Uh, Before I answer that, I want to talk about what you guys were talking about a few minutes ago, not pasta, uh, the media business. Make sure you're signing up and paying for The Athletic as well as signing up and paying for The Globe and all of that media that you consume all the time. Make sure you're paying for it, Uh, not because I care about those big uh, behemoth companies, but I care about the people, and, uh, and it's, it's been a bloodbath in the last several years, um, particularly in the sports industry. So uh, please uh, tip your waiters and uh, support your writers. So, what was the question? That
1: was beautiful. <laughs> um, no, I, w- oh, I think everybody wants to know, like, wh- what's the latest? Y- you were just in England, but where are we at with the CPL? I know you can't give us any hard dates and numbers, but, but
2: how are things going? so uh the the c p l is has been approved as canada's division one uh soccer league. We are working with ten communities from coast to coast literally on both uh, edges of the country um it would be awesome if I could say coast to coast to coast but we're not in the far north yet um and uh and we, you know, we've said we've said consistently that we're not going to kick a ball until or we're not going to announce that we're kicking a ball until we're ready. Um, we're very close to being ready, but I've been burned by saying that before, and we weren't quite ready. So, um, imminent. You know, in the next sixty to ninety days, we'll be announcing when we're kicking a ball, and you uh, it. it'll be a yeah.
1: It, I have to know. Like we've spoken. We or one twenty or yeah. <laughs> we've yeah. s, we've. We've spoken a few times, um, and every time I speak to you I, I I come away feeling that there's this just you know, real sense of joy and no no no, no secrets. Just sense of joy and, and excitement. Is it tough for you personally, like, because you, you, you know that there's a lot of hoops to jump through and you know that like this is, is you're sending the ship out to sea, like and everybody wants it. Like what about for you as as, as the guy that's kinda behind all this?
2: Um well, I, for those of you who don't know, I was also the first employee of Toronto FC. And uh, sometimes I get credit for that. Sometimes I get blamed for the first eight <laughs> years. So <laughs> hold your applause and hold your booze. Um, uh, but this feels a lot like that. This feels a lot like Toronto FC in 2006. I mean, a lot of the people in the room tonight were uh, huge Canadian soccer fans before there was a TFC, before their MLS was in, in uh, this country. And uh, so I feel like a lot of you were there with me, um, but it was it was a dark time. It, it was it was shitty being a soccer fan in this country at that time, and uh, and it's a dark time if you're in Saskatoon or if you're in you know if if you're in some of the um, smaller communities in this country because we've only got three teams and they play in an American league. And you know, you were talking about the supporter shield. Uh, you know, 20 minutes ago, one thing that you didn't say is. If an American team won the Supporters' Shield, they'd be all happy because they would have qualified for the Champions League. But that doesn't happen for a Canadian team. Why is that? Right? Well, I don't
1: know. You'd have to ask uh, Victor and the crew. But, um, <laughs> again, I, I know we have limited time, but I, I, I want to ask, um, you know, we, uh, you announced or, or the league announced that um, the CSA would be looking at uh, Canadian cities over the summer and kind of inspecting bids, I guess, from Canadian cities over the summer. How did that go? We, You kind of told me backstage that it's still ongoing. Yep. Can you give an update on where, which cities you're looking at right now?
2: Yeah, I'm not gonna name cities. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, I'll name a bunch of cities. <laughs> and of course, Ottawa, Edmonton, who else? <laughs> Halifax. Halifax. Hamilton, Winnipeg, Kitchener-Waterloo, Chicoutimi, Did I hear Kinora. Oshawa? Did I hear
1: Oshawa? Did I hear my hometown of Oshawa? No. Uh,
2: so, you know, what, one of the challenges in this country is that we don't have a ton of stadiums. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and the ones that we do have, the, you know, the, the pre-existing primarily CFL stadiums, are actually really quite nice and and they're new and uh, and they 're perfectly suitable for uh, you know for proper footy um, but we also have to build a bunch across the country so um, that's that's part of what i won 't say delay because we've not actually you know set a date but that's that's why this is dragging on is because some of the some of the decisions that have to be made are not in our control. They're, you know, A city has to approve a piece of land or a construction project and that kind of thing.
1: Well, yeah, I w- maybe you could expand on that because it's clear there's a hunger for soccer across the country. But what does a city have to do to, for lack of a better term, qualify? Uh, what would they have to do to qualify for, you know, CPL
2: inclusion? Oh, geez. There's a, th- there's a long answer to this. We're... We got oh, time. Geez. Oh, creeps! Um, we need an owner, we need a facility, and we need a community that's hungry for it. Really, that's the, it's those three pillars. Um, the The owner is about the money. And that's I, I was trying to be less crass.
1: What about the facility? Like, what are we looking for in a facility? Uh,
2: we've We've tried to build a plan that says a, a club can be successful. If they sell roughly five thousand tickets a game, um, and uh, uh, so I, I think the right number um, for a smaller community is somewhere between eight and twelve thousand. Okay. We've got Hamilton, Van, uh, uh, Hamilton, and Winnipeg that are over twenty thousand seat stadiums, and uh, and I suspect that they will do really well.
1: One of the first times we spoke about the CPL, we talked at length about just how important it was that this league act as a vehicle to develop Canadian players. Um, 100%. And I want to know, and, and I, I wonder if anybody else out there wants to know this, Like, would you be interested or would you be open to the idea of Vancouver, Montreal, Toronto's academy teams playing uh, in the CPL? Because if the focus there is developing Canadian talent... Is it? I don't... I, <laughs> I hope... I hope, but well, I might. Well, what do you think? Would you be open to them? Um, Because it sounds like the 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 cities you're naming are not, you know, the big three. Uh,
2: I have a ton of time and respect and love for everything about Toronto FC and Vancouver Whitecaps or Vancouver and Montreal to a lesser extent, and it's it's purely business related. It has nothing to do with those teams. and, uh, and, I, and, and also, we're, you know, we're, we're borrowing a lot of uh, inspiration from MLS in terms of what they did in their first 20 years. We're going to try and pack that into our first few years and, and learn from their mistakes and, and also learn from the things that they did well. So <clears throat> by no means do I want to uh, sound anyway way like w- we've got a chip on our shoulder about MLS. However, having said that, we are Canada's top division, and we don't want to be a development league for anybody. And so we are going to um, kind of assert ourselves and, and try and be separate <coughs> from uh, MLS in, in the same way that the Swedish League is not a development league for the German League. Okay. Um. How did I do? Is that okay? Did everybody, is everybody okay? Yeah. No, you you so, helped me. So help me. I, I, I do think that there's a way for the MLS clubs to work with us what would uh, that what would that look like to you again it, ideally it could be it could be loan deals it it could be some other creative solution where um you yeah, know at, at at our core i i really do think they care about the canadian player and we care about the canadian player and if we can if we can figure out if we can agree on that then we can figure out a way to work together but uh, but we're not a development league for them
1: I, it's very easy for us right now a bunch of you know very very big soccer fans sitting together in a room to to get excited about this but i wonder if you could kind of quantify or provide an anecdote because with respect to the good people from TSN here like it's very hard to to i look at the CFL who you know it's a it's a league that's that's kind of MLS is starting to trump it Um, And it's very hard to to break in as a league uh, in Canada where people's entertainment dollars are becoming more and more vital and sometimes less and less. What have you seen from soccer fans around the country that that makes you believe that this could work and sustain itself?
2: Uh, When TFC started, the same question was posed and people people from all all walks of life were 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 telling me that I was crazy, they were telling you that you were crazy, they were telling you that you were crazy, yet we sold out that first season, and we sold out you know multiple seasons thereafter until the shit really hit the fan
1: <laughs> that that's when you left right that's when you got
2: It can only take so much yeah um and and uh, so. I don't know I'm I'm ch- I'm challenged by the question because I think that the market is there I think that the football fans are there I think they don't have a they don't have something to cheer for they don't have something to g- get out and go uh, to go see and and related to that is the men's national team mm-hmm. which has um you know struggled for for years for a number of reasons half of them are football related but half of them are the competition format and, and other other things you know related to how CONCACAF operates and where we are in, in global standings and all that, um, but I think the men's national team has also turned a corner. They uh, they sold out um, BC Place you know last uh, last last year earlier this year, um, and uh, and and I think what we're doing and what uh, what TFC or not TFC the MLS academies are doing and the changes in CONCACAF qualifying uh, and the larger you know, format for the 48 teams in the World Cup, I think all of those things combined um, spell a, a really interesting and fun future for football fans across the country because I think the national team is going to be, is, is gonna rocket to the top of people's consciousness.
1: And, and that's kind of what I want. This will be the last one for me if you guys have questions. Um, how much does, you know, at 2026... 20, well, the bid and and possibly hosting the World Cup in twenty twenty six. How much we does won't. it? Okay. We will. Okay. Um, yeah. How much does that um, like drive you in a way to like? To, is that kind of the the in a weird way the thing that that makes you believe that this is not this is worth it? But is this driving you in
2: a way? It's it's definitely a contributing factor. I I think it doesn't. It doesn't drive those of us who are building the league, but it does give us a uh, sort of a, you know, a shining light off in the distance that we can run towards. You know, our our league won't have any bearing on that World Cup, but it certainly grabs the attention of potential sponsors or potential broadcasters or or digital carriers, um, and uh, and players as well, right? And I keep reminding people that. Canada is going to be in the World Cup in 2026, and those players are 13, 14, 15 years old today. They're, like, they've already been identified, mm-hmm. right? It feels like it's way off in the future, but it's not. It'll be upon us in no time at all. What's more exciting to me is in the next eight or nine years, we build a really strong foundation of Canadian soccer, and, and sure, we get a buy into that World Cup, but the next World Cup, I think we qualify easily and I, and uh, easily, I'm gonna get quoted in nine years. <laughs> I think we qualify, and I think we continue to qualify in every World Cup after. For again, for a number of reasons, we will be a contributing factor for that. But, uh, but I think the men's national team is, uh, that really excites me is to, to see them become a really relevant thing. Where you know, Canada's a country right now where we see. We see a man walking down the street wearing a Canada jersey, and it says Sinclair on the back. With all due respect to Christine Sinclair, I'd like to see some respect for the men's national team. I'd love to see, I'd love to see. I didn't hear what you said, sorry. Okay, it's falling apart. Help me, Joshua. They, they just, they named names. Uh,
0: does, uh, does
1: anyone
0: no. in the audience a question by I chance? think they might <laughs> yeah here okay up front because you're closest to me efficiency All right. hi my name's Chris uh, my simple question is this I know you mentioned earlier that you were going to say that like after the World Cup that we hosted in 2026
2: that Canada should make it are you saying that we're going to like automatically qualify like how like the US does or are we going to be going through the playoffs or be more competitive in our own division uh, well the, the World Cup qualifying format has to change because seven teams are gonna come out of CONCACAF or six not, six plus one teams come out of CONCACAF. And so the hex will go away and the the qualifying tournament will be very different in the future. Um uh no can, can it, I'm I'm not sure what you meant when you said uh, US automatically goes uh what I meant was like the fact that like where you have four teams that go through and then all the teams kinda get pulled into like a playoff
3: like the last spots. Right.
2: US, so the U.S. national team doesn't automatically qualify, and they may not qualify now. Okay. So here, here's, here's CONCACAF in a nutshell. There's 41 nations, and 35 of them get eliminated in the first year of that four-year cycle. And unfortunately, Canada has often been in that group, which means the national team becomes kind of irrelevant, not to the people in this room, but they kind of become irrelevant. They're not playing competitive games. The players are, are kind of indifferent to the games that they get called up to. It's a different group of players for each you know each game. We, we had a nice little run in the, in the Gold Cup this year, but that's kind of an outlier moment. Um, so in a future state, the new tournament will have Canada being alive for three years out of the four. We'll, we'll still have a chance in the third year, and that means the same group of players is going to be getting together. They're going to be playing in real games in front of real crowds, with, with uh, um, real, real stakes on the line. And that, that is fundamentally different than what they do today.
1: I, uh, sorry, I don't know, and, and we keep talking about the national team. I don't know if you're at liberty to, to divulge this information. I hope you are. Have you gotten any feedback from any members of the national team in terms of their excitement about what the CPL could be? Because these are the players that immediately you might be
2: targeting. Might. Might. Uh, I, th- I think they are excited about it. I-, I would suggest that they're excited about it for the next generation, right? They're, they're excited about it for the future, um, you know. And, and we're not going to we're gonna, not going to change the world overnight. We're going to we're going to find somewhere between 100 and 200 youngsters and give them a job and give them an opportunity. You know, when when the MLS team started, that that you know increased the number of professional opportunities from nearly zero to a number and we're just gonna add to that number it's still not great you know when you compare to Mexico where there are 7,000 Mexicans making their living in Mexico kicking a ball that that has tons of upward pressure on the uh, um, on the competition for for opportunities and uh, and and that makes players better so we we've got a long way to go this is just another component in the growth of the game but what's exciting about this is that we're getting started and it's been so long since we had an opportunity to get started.
0: Okay, we have another question.
2: Oh, oh sir. Oh
3: shit. Paul Hey, Paul Byrne, Bobby here. Oh, hey, Andy, here. what's up? Remember when you hired me? Yep. First of all, before I ask a question, I d- I just want everybody here to give a little bit of acknowledgement like y'all remember Paul Byrne, right? No, 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 no. Put your fucking hands together for Paul Byrne, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, TFC's so great now, blah, 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 blah. But when TFC was shit, Paul Byrne was there, he was hanging on, he was doing the shit, and I was there with him.
2: I was taking it. We were
3: all taking it, Paul. You hired yeah. me. You fucking gave me a job. Sorry. Hey.
0: A,
2: is that, is that Sorry. an indication of how desperate we were?
3: <laughs> no, 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 no. We weren't that bad. Hey, the team might have been shit, but the fans, the management, Paul Byrne, we were all fucking great. <laughs>
2: I forgot. Yeah, is that, could you phrase that in the form of a question? Sorry. Oh, yeah. My question to imagine, you, Paul Vern. Imagine is. how good the, the first session would have been if the team was shit. All these reporters would have something to talk about. Instead, they're all just kissing ass up exactly. here. Exactly. Like, so the way I pasta. see it, Let Paul me.
3: Byrne set it up. Like, we, we, set it up. Like, we, we set it up like TFC sucked for so many years. Now, TFC's winning. Everybody's like, ooh. That's because of how much we sucked. You can't appreciate how good Take we are now. Take the microphone away from him. My question is, Paul, you went overseas, like you disappeared. You went overseas. You went. Where did you go? Like Plymouth or something? Brighton, Brighton. Yeah, yeah. Not that workout. Like, what? <laughs> what'd you learn over there? <laughs> what'd you learn over there that you could tell me now, Paul? That's my question. Uh,
2: my my fun experience in Brighton was was pretty awesome. It was uh, it was a real privilege to be able to work in a championship club. Um, the first year I was there, they went. Fr- the year before I was there, they were in third place and they lost in the playoff for promotion. Wow. The year I started, that full year, they went down to 17th place. Is there a trend here? <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then my last year, they were uh, back up to third place. Um, and, uh, man, promotion and relegation, I understood it academically in my brain, but living through it, it is fucking magic. So that's another thing that you should be looking for with the CPL.
1: Can, I, I just want to follow up on that. Um, is, and, and I feel like I've asked you this before, but like, is, is there a, a league in Europe that you are using kind of as like a model for what the CPL could be? I mean, it's, it's obvious you're not... Eventually you want to get to great, great heights, but like, is, is there a league right now that you're looking at and saying, I like the way they do things and I like... I think we could be that in five years or something.
2: Um, I assume you're asking in terms of quality of play or style of play. No,
1: I'm I'm asking more the way they like these countries run their leagues and and and.
2: Well, the the Bundesliga is by far the the standard. <sighs> that oh. feels good. <laughs> now <laughs> who's kissing ass?
1: That feels good. Yeah, <laughs> who's kissing ass now?
2: Um, uh, but. But we're in this strange country where we've got tens of thousands of miles to cover, and yeah. we've got the cost of of travel, and um, you know it's it's backwards to try and start a pro league from scratch as opposed to in every other nation where it emerged from the bottom and from the grassroots, and it sort of you know happened over a hundred years. So um, we're cognizant of that. We're we're aware that we're we're building this in kind of a backwards fashion, but we are absolutely um, committed to being, to being open to being able to be a, uh, an authentic league that has multiple divisions that has movement within those divisions and uh, um, so we won't be having arguments about our cup versus our supporter shield right? We're going to we're going to be the real deal
0: Alright, thank you Paul and Joshua Thank you guys for your questions